This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Well, what's up, Frigators? How are you? Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Bostonian versus the book. Props.com, props Twitter, props YouTube, and a dubsy Wednesday. How are you, my friend? What's up, Dave? Is it like game day for you? Are you are you good? Like you you're building up to to tonight? Like this is the finals. We've been I have been more days. excited for these playoff games. This is approaching like Patriot playoff game level excitement for me. It's it's really cool. It's really fun, and I like this team a lot. So yeah, I mean it's a slow burn. It's a it's a busy day for me because right. Wednesdays are always difficult. Madeline's at camp today. Then she's got tumbling at five o'clock. I'll watch the first part of the game on my phone while she's at tumbling. And then we'll come home and watch the second half. Mm. So it's luckily these games are very, very long. And it starts at six o'clock our time, I believe. It's a nine o'clock start tonight. Nine right? o'clock Eastern. Eastern, right? Six o'clock. So really that's like six. So really it's like six twelve, six fifteen, somewhere in that range. So I probably oh. will be home in time. For the game. What are you? Oh, I can imagine being on the East Coast. Boston just, people. I mean, do you know how lubricated the crowd's going to be tonight? I mean, they have the entire night tip offs at 915. <laughs> That's a long day. Um, no, I'm awing because in the book, you set the start time of the game for the time they give you. Right. Six o'clock. There's people rushing up to the book at 602 going. They're doing a pregame. And you have to manually set the time and watch so you don't get past posted. You can't take a bet on the pregame number. Now in-game, it's it's changed the industry a a bit because you would get shut out in the past. Horse bettors know this. Once the race starts, you can't bet it. Once the game starts, you can't bet it. Well, now you can. So, But you got to keep it open. Mm. until it tips. So you try to find it as you set it for 6.04. Oh, nope, they're still not started. You move it back. 6.08, you move it back. You got to keep the first half open, but not the first quarter because, you know, the first quarter. Like So that was my awe because was trying to figure out what time does the game actually start. You got one guy in the book watching for when they walk to the circle for the tip. So when you said 6 o'clock, it was like, yeah, six twelve is a right. good number. Yeah, national anthem, <laughs> intros. I mean, it's the first game in Boston, so you're going to have the intros. Like it's it's a big deal. It's so they normally, those are always fun though, aren't they? Those are yeah. great. When they your Eastern Conference champions, your Western Conference champions, yeah. like it, it's a whole big hype machine for Boston. So and tickets are expensive tonight to go to this game at TD Garden. Yeah. And people are ecstatic about the opportunity. People Thursday morning in New England, people will be dragging their butts around the office tomorrow because it's going to be a late night. 
but we'll get to the Boston Celtics and their record after a loss a little bit later on here. Dubsy Wednesday. We're about 25 minutes away from Mr. Dubsy himself, props golf host, joining us talking golf, live tour announcements, Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, and the rumors around Brooks Kepka. We made to some bigger names today, leaving the PGA Tour or at least playing in this event, in the live event coming up in Portland, not this week, but I think it's next week or two weeks from now for the Portland event. So Portland where? Oregon, I believe. They're playing a live event in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, I believe that's right. Interesting. So I, I think, I know it's London and then they have a couple events over here and then, yeah, I mean, I don't know the exact schedule. Not all that interested to be what to be honest, but I, I love the announcements these guys are making. They're all like, it's an innovation. It's an opportunity to be on the ground floor. Like, just be honest. Say, I got a bag. I got a big bag and I'm playing golf for a big bag. I've always played golf for the money. So why I'm a pro golfer. I'm an independent contractor. I don't work for anybody but myself that offered $40 million. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking it. Like, yeah, just I'm be honest. Play golf. Yeah, I want to go play, and I and I'm gonna play for big purses. I don't even have to win. My appearance fee is forty million dollars. I made five last year. I'm getting forty. Grinding, and I made four. I'm making forty just for putting my name on the scorecard and showing up at the first tee. I'm sure Dubsy will have a little bit of a take on that. We spoke to him yesterday on uh, on the grid with Morancy and Cam when they discussed it as well. I don't know, like. And you said it yesterday here on the show, like the betting aspect of it. I don't know how much betting there's going to be on it because we don't even know the schedule, let alone where it's going to be seen or what's going to be watched. I don't know how deep it's not for us going to be. It's not for us. I mean, it's this is no. a this is for an international audience. This is for a I mean, really, it's for Saudi Arabia. I mean, it's it's for their audience. It's for their people. This is a toy. Like this is just. <laughs> These guys want to have a toy. They don't care about audiences. They don't care about TV ratings. They don't. I mean, these people have more money than anyone on the planet. This is nothing. Like, oh, I got to give you a hundred million. Oh, that's great. Yeah, sure. I'll just sell oil for another two days and make that. Right. <laughs> it's just. It's a dumb amount of money. I mean, it's it's absurd. They own the currency, the free, the the, the one fuel that the world needs to operate. There's no bigger supply or demand on their supply than the globe. So. You know, scratching a check for Bryson DeChambeau or for Phil or Greg Norman or whomever they want to pay, it's not a big deal. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't think they. I mean, they they don't have TV. It's, it's it's like watching the club championship at Canyon Gate, though. Correct. I like, exactly it, what it is. It's, yep. it's it's so I I, I don't know. It's There's for five no... people. It's for five six people. Like they just want to have a toy. And like, oh, yeah, how much yeah, how yeah. much is going to cost me? Five hundred million? Oh, okay, that's fine. I don't care. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> it's just, do we need TV in the States? No, nah, we don't really need TV in the States. Nah, yeah, nah. I mean, we've seen a couple of names and a couple of guys making some cool birdies. And yeah, I mean, I don't think this lasts, to be quite honest, because at some point, I think you do get bored. All kids get bored with toys. You buy your kid the Barbie, the Barbie dream house, and now it's sitting in the you know room next to me and gets played with once a year. So if that, <laughs> so like you buy the, you buy Only the big when toy. A friend comes over. Correct. You have the friend comes over and goes, Whoa, you're the Barbie greenhouse. And it's like, okay, yeah, but she never play with it herself. <laughs> like she never, she never wants it with her. So it's the same thing with this tour. Eventually they'll get bored of it. We do all this stuff as parents, um, you know, trying to get our kids the best, this, the best that. And I saw it when they were babies 
I opened up these toys and put them together and stuff. They wanted to play with the box. Like I was like, what, what, what's going on here? Like, what, what, what? don't you look at this flashy new thing. You got to bring it all to life. I think they have their hands. I, I think they have their work cut out for them. They have to yeah. bring this to life. And if they're just throwing money at it, can't throw money at stuff sometimes. That's the worst thing you can do uh, just in life. Because if you don't bring it to life, it has nothing. So we'll see. I don't know. I mean, it's, it feels like it's just a, a fly-by-night thing. I mean, we talked about whether leagues survive, other leagues. USFL is still going. I haven't watched one play. I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't really, I have, I don't care at all. Mm -mm. I would agree. And I, I'll admit, I think the USFL product and the XFL product could be decent, but until the NFL gets involved and they're involved with the XFL, until there is a legitimate minor league, I'm not going to be interested fully. Like if, if yeah, I can no see interest in that, no, they do. I mean, the XFL is going to have a, a partnership. That's why uh, Alexander or, or Oliver Luck is involved with the XFL because there is a tie to the NFL. There is going to be some, you know, sharing. We're of try, players. but that's what, quarterback development has to happen. Like that's the way oh, that the, it, that'd if, be if, great. Yeah. If, if you have spring football, and you develop young players and you allow drafted players to play. That's the problem. In Major League Baseball, you draft a guy in the 17th round, you send him to double A, single A, short season, whatever, and he starts the process of growing and developing and rising through the ranks. Right. First round pick tends to go right to double A, he starts to play right away, goes to triple A. Two years later, he's in the big leagues. So it's just a fast track to get him up to the big leagues we're never going to see a first round or second round pick in the NFL play in an XFL, but why can't your fifth and sixth round players be playing spring football? Like why can't you have those guys developing? So when they hit camp, they know your playbook, they know your philosophy, they're comfortable in the system and they can play right away and help you out right away. So that's always been my thought as to why, you know, it's the union, it's all sorts of questions, but that, that's the only way a minor league football team or a football league ever succeeds in my mind. Right. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know how much interest they have in that. Um, they got college football. It's the ultimate minor league, right? They it don't is. have to pay nobody nothing. But the it. quarterback play coming. I mean, we still are lacking. Oh. They need the development. They need the help. Secondary play, you know, running backs, wear and tear. There's all those things that are coming to play. How much football can you play over a year before your right. body gives out? So I'll, I'll, I'll definitely understand that. But quarterbacks need live fire and backup quarterbacks, third string quarterbacks, sixth round pick quarterbacks, seventh round pick quarterbacks would benefit, would, would benefit. But they have to be under contract like the NBA G League comes in where the G League takes your second round picks and you stick them in the G League. And the guys have a chance to come in and contribute down the road with right. projects. So right. they go two-way contracts and back and forth. So, all right, let's talk about some hockey. Lightning last night, all over the Rangers. Yeah. Under does hit five and a half, although it was sweaty, but I did get that to cash last yeah. night. W what do you make of the Rangers mindset going home now as underdogs in game five? Well, they were home underdogs in games one and two. Nothing's changed. Um, mm -hmm. And nothing's changed for them. It's 2-2. Two, two. we got to win our home games. Same mentality that Carolina had against them. Win the home games. They tried to win the road games. They couldn't. And then you get to a game seven, you got home ice, and you could lose. Mm -hmm. I think the Rangers' mindset better be we have to win this game because 
we haven't, what are we, two and eight on the road now? Yep. We're um, two and nine, I think, right? We have to win the home game. We, we, we have to win. This is, ah. Uh, Tampa showed me something last night. Yeah, I mean, was, was, was anything was anything different last night? Because I felt like Tampa played its best game last night in the series. Tampa played their best game in the series last night. I, I I would agree with that. They were they were excellent, but I mean they were excellent in Game Three at home. They they had fifty one shots. Shosturkin kept the Rangers in a game, forty eight saves, and was three two. But you see how. Um, and by the way, shout out to Jeff Dawson. JD called that 4-1 final. We talked about it here on the show. He did it with me and on his show, and, and it landed right there. They are a BOA constrictor with a lead. Mm. I think the Rangers mm. got to be like, the urgency to score on the power play is one thing. The urgency to score first has been never more evident to me. And then they go back and go, we had a two nothing lead in game three and lost. Yeah. Like, uh Oh, they beat us that way. They beat us that way. What do we do now? Um, I think there's a lot of questions. I think we have way more questions about the Rangers than about the lightning right now. Would, would that be a fair assessment? Yeah. Because I don't know what the team does when they get, if they get to a game seven, like Tampa is going to be cool oh. about it. Rangers. I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to win a game seven against a defending two time defending cup champion. W- what's the mentality? What's the thought process? How do you handle it? Like those are all questions. I don't have an answer to the Rangers. I have an answer to Tampa. I trust Tampa in a game seven. I'm not sure I trust a Rangers team in a, in a game seven. Even what at do home. you think about um, like watching it last night? Vasilevsky was as I mean, he's good all the time. Mm. He was so good last night. I mean, he was moving like, like he had a couple of days off or or just was. I I don't know. Well, I like it when he doesn't Whoa. when he has his angles right. It's impossible. He's, he's very calm. Like oh. he he just he doesn't do anything too. He's not like Mark Andre Fleury. He's not flying right. around and making crazy kick saves. Right. He's just very methodical and robotic and just in front, in front, in front. He knows where he needs to be sees the puck clearly and it, like it's it's a wall like he just becomes a wall you aren't scoring on him and then Tampa gets like this incredible confidence of like okay our boys here you yeah. aren't scoring guys let's go and then Stamkos gets after it and he puts in a goal and all of a sudden the avalanche comes you know crashing down on your head and it's three nothing before you know it and you're like uh-oh we're in yeah. trouble so I mean scoring first in game five yeah I mean look it's best two out of three. If you yep. had to call it right now, who is winning the Eastern Conference and playing Colorado? Oh, I still think it's Tampa. I still think it's Tampa. But, I mean, I'm hung up on there to champ. you got to beat the champ to beat the champ. All the sayings you hear. Um, it was. I don't uh, trust the Rangers to win this series. You don't? No. I, I mean, I saw somebody making a pretty good point after the game that the series is over. That's I don't it. Know about that, that's not even close to being the case. The Rangers can go win Game Five and get a, a bad deflection or something in Game Six and win the series in six. It can happen. I don't. Hold on. You're gonna bet if the Rangers win Game Five, you're gonna bet the Rangers Game Six. 
No, there's no way in hell you are. I mean, not not right now. I mean, if if Kucherov gets knocked out or something, Vasilevsky's not the goalie. I mean, we've seen back. I mean, game six is a and game game six is a dump truck game. Yeah, game six will be one of those. You uh, dump on Tampa in game six, no matter what happens in game five. No matter what happens in game five. Okay. If I I would bet more if they lose game five, right. They lose game five. I bet even more on the on Tampa money line. Yeah. If they if they win game five, I still bet Tampa in on in game six. Yeah. That was the point that like Tampa is going to force a game seven at the worst, but there's a shot they win game five if they play the way they played in game four, which they have to show they could do that. But if they do, that's really bad news for the Rangers because the Rangers don't have that one guy. There's no Nathan McKinnon. You know, there's no you know, Connor McDavid on the Rangers were, give me the puck, get out of the way, I'm scoring. They got to get angles in passing lanes and they got to get, you know, opportunities. And if the forwards don't, don't give the passing lanes and if Vasilevsky is not going to give you anything to shoot at, uh-oh. Their best, their best player is their goalie. Right. And when your best player is your goalie, you it's chance. hard. You, you got to win games 2-1 and he has to make all the saves and you got to find ways to score. Um, but you have a chance. Your best you players are goalie. You're, yeah, you you all you have a chance. Stark and they have a chance. There's, I I don't think the series is over by any means. I I still think, um, you know, if the Rangers win Game Five, obviously, uh, it's going six and likely seven. I don't know. I, I if the if the Lightning win Game Five, it will be highly unlikely that it goes back to New York. <laughs> Highly, unlikely. highly unlikely. Like all those guys with with tickets and ticket brokers and stuff, they'll be all betting on Tampa. <laughs> you want to talk about I mean, ticket brokers? They'll be unloading. We'll probably see some gigantic money because I mean, Gabe used to be a, a, a ticket guy back in the day. He was looking yesterday. The game seven prices, the highest number was ninety nine thousand a ticket for a hockey game in New York. In New York. Like that's what that top ticket was was you know not that anybody maybe gets that but well, they're asking. Looking at the tickets yesterday at Golden State for Game Five, it was a hundred plus thousand, one fifty. Like, who buys a ticket for that and goes? That's to what a my game? brothers. That's what my brother said. My, my brother said he went to Game One because it was six hundred bucks to get in, to get to get into Game One, and he was like, "If I wait, I'm not going to the series because the longer the series goes, the more likely a champion gets crowned, so more True. expensive the tickets become." True. <laughs> so it's so people who want to they don't want to go to game one, they want to go game, game, game five or game seven because they want to see their team win and in, 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 in host the trophy. So, yeah, money, money, money. It's, Speaking it's, of which, Celtics minus three and a half tonight up against the Warriors. So let me run through this. I did this last night. This is really interesting when you look at Boston after a loss. So in the postseason, for the Boston Celtics, if you just go back and we go back all the way to the series uh, up against the Milwaukee Bucks, they lost as five point favorites by two, uh, by 12 points. Next game, one by 23 lost by two next game, one by eight okay. lost by three next game, one by 13 sensing a pattern here lost by 11 next game, one by 25 lost by six next game, one by 20 lost by eight next game, one by four. Lost by 19 going into the game tonight. There's only been one game after Boston has lost 
where they haven't won the game by double digits. Double digits. That was the last game when they beat Miami. Felt like a tennis match there going back and forth. <laughs> As you said, loss, win. Lost, lost double, win. lost double, lost double. I mean, it's crazy. But when they win games after losses, it's generally not close. Is it that easy? Just bet the Celtics minus three and a half. Is it well, that easy? I don't know if it's that easy, but our guy, SoCal DGen, here are the stats for Scott Foster working this game tonight for referees. He's working? Correct. It's confirmed. Scott Foster is confirmed. Scott Foster is working game three in this series. Scott Foster, this postseason, Boston is four and one straight up with Scott Foster working the game. Four and one ATS. In the finals with Scott Foster working, the last 15 times Scott Foster has been in the on the game, favorites are 12 and three straight up, 12 and three ATS. Damn, son. Gets even worse. Scott Foster in the postseason, the under is 15 and 10 with Scott Foster working the postseason. Okay. Four and one this year for Boston. Four straight games with Boston having Scott Foster on the court. The under is hit. Well, (laughs) so you have a lot of trends going forward on the Boston Celtics with Scott Foster that you would like to have on your side if you are enjoying trends like Boston is 24 and 13 this year overall ATS after a loss including 6 and 0 ATS this postseason books are going to need golden state tonight <laughs> this is this is going to be a big decision for the books why the line moving you tell me i don't know I'm on Boston three and a half. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, wow. I took it. I, I took it fast. I didn't even blink at it. This yep, is crazy. Yeah, I bet it before Scott Foster was even putting in Scott Foster's now even better. I I did another show this morning with Brad Howe. He gave me this statistic: sixty-two zero and one NBA Finals favorites against the spread in the last however many games that is sixty-three. 63 games. I, I don't know how many years that is because I, I didn't look. But like the favorite, the favorite win and covers. There's no the, – the games do not fall. But game one? Three. The dog wins, right? The dog wins or the favorite covers. Oh, so there's, there's no so – So the spread doesn't matter. The, the spread's spread, dead. The yes. spread doesn't matter. That and makes like, sense. Yes. Everything you just said, form one straight up, form one spread. Everything yep. matches up. Right. The numbers only fall once. So I think simply, Boston winning by two is not going to happen tonight is what, is what we're saying. Would be an absolute miracle. Yeah. So if, if you like if Boston, Boston to win, by just one, lay the points. Three. Yeah, you just lay the points. <laughs> you just lay the points. And yeah. if you like Golden State, money line. forget it. the points. And money line it. Just take the money line. So Because Boston won game one doing that. Yes. Warriors won game two doing that. So we're 2-0 and oh with that trend at the moment. In the finals, but that, yeah. that was the trend the entire Eastern Conference Finals and Western Conference Finals, too. There oh, were that's no this games. year? That's this year? That's this. Well, I don't know. He said NBA Finals, but so I think it was going so, back yeah. in the finals. Okay. Yeah. okay. Oh, the, when the point spread was six or less, that's what it was. So in NBA Finals games, the last 63 games, when a spread was six or less, 
And I said, well, that makes sense. The spread yeah. is always six or less. Usually in the right. NBA finals, you have two really yeah. good teams. So you don't have to worry about taking five in a game when it spreads like that. So, but this season, this, this basketball, basketball playoffs, you saw it in the Eastern conference finals and the Western conference finals dog one or favorite one and cover. There was no games that fell in the middle. Yeah, I mean, from the sense. book's perspective, that's a dream spot. Mm. Tonight, Boston wins by two. Huh. You clean up. Well, you 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 do better than if Boston covers. Let's put mm-hmm. it that way. I think we're going to see some overwhelming bet percentages, though, on this game. I think Boston's going to be a – whereas it was such a public side in games one and two with Golden State, I think we're going to see a very public side. Now, the fact that it's not moving up. I think bad guys may be waiting here a little bit. Boston hasn't been great at home, Pete True. Rolf, right? That's True. been a, a little bit of the issue. Except when it's a big game. It was oh, a big yeah. game and an important game. And they went and got Scott Foster. They went to the bullpen and said, hey, man, you got game three. I like it a lot. I Clay Thompson's guy's going to do game four, huh? And I told you he was going to win game four. Jesus, how can we just do this now? I mean, this is crazy. We got I'm to show you, people listening winning game three. referees. Game three, game four. Tony Brothers will probably work game four. And can we bet that right now? It'd be great, huh? If you could bet that. <laughs> Before we get to Dubsy, Clay Thompson was awful in game two. He's been bad really in this series. Is Clay due? Because you know he's having a big game, right? The I books, mean, you know it's coming. Well, the books dropped his three-point make Had to. prop to two and a half. Mm-hmm. From three and a half to two and a half. So I bet the under three and a half in game two, that hit. Wanted to come back and bet the under three and a half in game three. Got to two and a half and to bet under two and a half is juiced right now. So I was like, Mm-hmm. All right, I'll stay away from that. I don't like that because there's a chance he gets to three. That's kind of his number, right? He's getting three, but he was horrible in game two. He wasn't good in game one. Is this the Clay Thompson game? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, but you know it's coming. It could be, but he's going to have that game. It's probably what, going to be game five? I don't know. Back home? I don't know. Maybe, but Boston's got some great. Weapons. The matchups are, I mean, the matchups aren't changing. He may not have a good game at all. Right. He may have a horrible series because of the Boston Celtic ability to switch. Clay's great when he gets switched off into a smaller defender and can shoot over the top of him. Boston could put Tatum and Brown and switch at Horford and make it difficult on Clay. I mean, Steph needs help. Clay's is, Clay, Clay's is Robin. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I think Wiggins is Wiggins has become his Robin right now. Right now, right because of the matchups. That's yep. that's the ability to adapt and, and the coaching. And you see that it's definitely Wiggins that they can exploit that matchup, and they have, and they will. And until Boston can stop that, I think you're right. Wiggins is probably the guy you're looking to play over. I mean, look at the MVP market. The boys in the chat talked about it with the uh, with the NHL. I mean, it's going to be McKinnon or McCarr for Colorado, and either Vasilevsky likely, or Shesterkin for the other guys. In the NBA, it's Clay or Tatum and everybody else. And, and, and I mean, you know, you wanted to take a shot with Clay before. Clay, Clay's not winning the MVP. I don't know, unless he does three monster games and they win. Clay's not winning it. You're just hoping he has a big game at once. If you, if you got Golden State in the series or, you know, 
You want to play his props over? Good luck. I, I, I'd keep playing it under or just not play it. I'm not playing it. Two and a half is too low. I mean, three and a half, I'll play under three. It made threes, but I'm not. Two and a half is too low. <laughs> two and a half, you got to sweat every time he shoots. Yeah. You're like, oh, and then he comes out and hits the first one. Bang, bang. And now you got to watch every game going on. You're dead. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any desire on that. So, <laughs> All right, let's get to Dubsy Wednesdays. He is Mr. Dubsy, the host of Props <laughs> Golf, every Tuesday and Saturday here for us. What's up, my friend? How are you? Happy Wednesday, boys. Sound the alarm. Clear the floor. The golf world. We've never had a week like this week. The RBC Canadian Open tee-off tomorrow. No one would even know about it because of those bozos over in London, the Live Saudi Invitational Series. What are they doing? DeChambeau's gone. Reed's gone. No one's going to miss him. Ricky Fowler's the next man in line. The US Open teeing off next week. What more do you want, gentlemen? Drama. Athletes trying to stuff their pockets. They're like a baby asking for that little birthday cake. Give me, give me, give me more, mummy. Stuff my face when I don't need it. This is these boys. Phil Mickelson, good to see you back. He's looking like Nicolas Cage out of Con Air. He looks like he's been through it for a minute. He's been skiing up there in Montana. I hope he's been working on those calves because you know Dubsy does on a Wednesday. Not only am I doing the calves, I'm that pumped up. I'm doing the Bulgarian split squats. I've got it filling right down in my plums. Talking about plums, the plus money peaches. You know I've got a couple for you boys on a Wednesday. But, yeah, I'm doing all right, Matty P. Mr. Sharapin, good to see you, lads. Brigade, what up, folks? I'm exhausted. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted, Dave. I don't need this kind of drama in my life. I've got the wife to put me through the ringer Monday <laughs> through Sunday, and now I've got all this to worry about. And look, I didn't think these guys were going to be a factor. Now I'm concerned about the longevity for the PGA Tour, taking all these headliners. Well, I mean, that was the first question I was going to ask you, Dubs. Is this getting real now? Is this is this getting real? It's getting real, real quick, Sharapan. I mean, I question this. We've got five of the top 10 in the world over in Toronto this week for the RBC Canadian Open, only because the US Open is next week. Any other week, those guys are not showing up there, and then suddenly you're left with the question, do I watch the RBC Canadian Open with a bunch of duds, or am I turning over to the Live Invitational, who's, who's now got Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia, Mickelson, Reed and Bryson DeChambeau are going to be there. Chase Kepka, I mean... Now they're getting eyeballs. That's all they needed to give that thing a bit of weight to fuel the fire. They've got it. This thing's not going away. They've got too much money. They're going to pour a billion dollars into it this year without making a penny, and they are absolutely okay with it. They've got a seat at the table. Here they are. The PGA Tour, they would not be happy. What is the long-term goal, do you think, for the live the live tour. Do you think this is a toy? This is just like a we're going to throw money around, but do you think they're going to be around like in five years? Is the live tour a thing still? I, I, I think it will be. They've just got that kind of money. And look, what, what are they trying to do here? Like they do with any kind of sports washing. They sort of want to legitimize what they're all about. So I think we see a tour in four or five years, but I question if it's still going to be played here stateside. Maybe they move it back to, you know, the, the Saudi area, the middle East. Uh, I, I definitely don't see it as being eight standalone events, but right now, um, you know, they're not going away for the PGA Tour. They thought they could sort of, you know, push these guys aside, blacklist some of the players, but the players are saying, hey, let, let's see it. What, what am I subject to? You keep talking about discipline reaction. The USGA, they don't agree with it. We're all allowed to play in the US Open next week. Why would we not entertain it? And for all these other big names that said, I'm all about the PGA Tour. I'm one of those guys. I'm traditionalist. I'm old school, baby, but 
I mean, hey, everyone's got a price tag. It, money talks. Um, if you start seeing Chase Kepka, the brother of Brooks, I mean, this guy, he's barely making cuts in junior tournaments, now getting millions of dollars. Amateur's getting 250K just to show up. I'd be saying, hey, honey, you know, I, I think we're going to look at this twice here. We can set the family up for the next, what, 30, 40 years, the rest of our lives by playing one season on this silly little tour. Then maybe we come back stateside. So I think it's absolutely going to water down the product of the PGA Tour, and that's what concerns me. Not right now. We've got some big events, the majors, but what about the wraparound season? What about the Barbasol Classic where it's you know Tommy Ganey and Robert Garrigus teeing it up on a Thursday? That's where we're going to see the biggest impact. All right, so let's 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 shift to Canada. All right, this Canadian Open. All yeah, right? this is the week before the U.S. Open. How much of a factor is that in handicapping the golf and thinking, okay, we got a good field. I mean, there's some top guys playing, but when you look at this, you know, and, and when you when you drop the show, does that come into play this week? differently than it would a no another week when the majors next week yeah absolutely dave and uh, not to pat myself on the back okay i'm gonna do it we dished out a 40 to one round one leader then props golf no big deal i uh, just had to throw that in there but absolutely dave you've got to question motivation for some of the big names but i'm gonna go the flip side now this golf course uh, st george's golf and country club up in toronto one of the best tracks in canada they're gonna set it up like the u.s open next week it's all about finding the fairway, thicker, rough, tougher around the greens. Now, a lot of people say, fade the big names, but for me, these guys are coming off, most of them, a week's rest. They've been at home working with the swing coach. A guy like Justin Thomas, I mean, the win at the PGA Championship, I love his game on this golf course. So I'm actually going to say I don't mind some of the chalk this week. If they teed up Thursday, they absolutely want to win this one. So for me, top of the board, Justin Thomas, he stands out there at nine to one. I think a guy like Scotty Scheffler, I'm not crazy about him. Cameron Smith, I mean, I've got concerns with this guy, when it's about finding the fairway, he don't have it. He he ain't it. We saw that last week going up there in flames. Maybe next week, but that's where I'm looking this week. Good golf course, keep it in play. Chess players, not checkers. Back to the majors for a second, and we have the U.S. Open coming up next week. Yeah. We know the USGA has made the announcement, and they've stated, look, we're not going to suspend anybody because we have the criteria to play. Even though there's a new golf tour coming in, we're not going to say you cannot play. Yeah, but what happens down the road? We've got the Ryder Cup, we've got the you know the, the the Open, the British Open coming down the pike, and then we have the Masters next year. Like, how much pressure? Because I feel like once one or two names went and tested the waters, and there wasn't like this psychotic blowback from the sports world. That now, that's why I think like a, like a Brooks Kepka who just got married, who only plays yeah. the majors anyway, and he's yeah. like. I don't care. I'm not playing the RBC. I'm not playing the Barbersaw. I'm only going to play the big tournament anyway. So if I go over there and play for four months or play whatever number of events I want to go ahead and play, and you're going to pay me how much money? Well, that's all. Like, I only care about big number anyway. What, what happens in 2023? Does the PGA Tour have to get with the USGA and basically say, guys, you have to pick which one you're going to play? Yeah, look, at, at first, I think the PGA Tour sort of had the bully mentality that they could say these guys go away. You're not going to be allowed to do this. Everyone's going to have our back. But by the USGA you know, taking their stance yesterday, I think we see a similar thing at the British Open. If these guys have earned the right to compete in the event, how can you say no just because they're playing 
on a different you know golf tour. They're not over there, you know, clawing money off the Saudis here. They're just playing on a different tour, different events, which you know, we see guys for the US Open, the British Open, they're qualifying for the Asian Tour, the DP World Tour, Australasia. So I don't think the PGA Tour has a sense. And now they're probably looking back saying, hey, there, there might be, you know, a time where we both have to coexist and maybe we let these guys go and play in these high money, you know, there's only eight events and then they're allowed to come back to the PGA Tour. Otherwise, we're going to miss a lot of our big names here. And I mean, Brooks Kepka is certainly one guy top of the list. A guy like Ricky Fowler, who's struggling to make cuts he's struggling to hold on to pga tour stats imagine what he says to his family you know when something like this is popping up saying look i don't know if i can actually keep my pga tour card in a couple of years maybe i lose status what am i going to do plan exemptions or do i go and fill the pockets now i mean for a guy like ricky the numbers no there, i can imagine yeah he would probably warrant 50 60 million dollars at least because yep. he brings the young people in he brings the eyeballs and right now that's what live need it's just yeah, a matter absolutely. of giving the thing legs who is this for, though? Like I, I said it before you came on. It feels like you could be watching like the club championship at the <laughs> local country club, yeah, right? Like, yeah. who is going to consume this? I mean, well, you know, and you always have questions like, okay, who's going to watch the Canadian yeah. Open this week? It's an off week, yeah. this and that. But who's going to watch this? Look, in terms of the TV spectacle, Dave, it's going to be uh, pathetic. It's not a strong field. It's a wacky format. But the feeling I get is 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 like they've said, "Hey, let's just get this thing going. Let, let's just run some tournaments. Who cares what it looks like? Let's get the players so. involved and let's worry about that going forward." I mean, you know, they're not making a bunch through broadcast, YouTube, Facebook Live on their website. So, I mean, for the viewers, there's no interest on in a golf perspective. But now you start putting all these big names in there playing some of these wacky formats. It's like the match we saw with the NFL players in Las Vegas last week. I I, I don't like the thing, but of course I'm going to watch it. You can now bet on the live invitational already that the books have opened that. So people are now going to be intrigued just to see these big names. I'm going to watch Ricky Fowler shoot 80s more so than I'm going to watch, you know, Brandon <laughs> Wu shoot 71s at the RBC Canadian Open. It's just how it is. The big well, names, they move the needle. And I thought it was very timely yesterday that Tiger Woods came out and said, hey, I'm not playing yeah. next week in the US Open. I mean, that he is the biggest card the PGA Tour have right now. And he's obviously not going. He's offered a billion bucks. But for him to release that statement yesterday, the same day that Liv's trying to launch, no coincidence, boys. I said it yesterday. It was, it was, it was absolutely targeted and done on yeah. purpose, trying to stomp down some yeah. of this conversation. But like, it, it feels like to, to me that some of these players are saying, look, I am an independent contractor. I should have yeah. the ability to go and make whatever money I can make. And you're a former PGA Tour caddy. According to reports, the caddy perks on the yeah. Live Tour are going to be outstanding. Mm -hmm. And they're going to make a lot of money. They're not paying for their own travel. They're not paying yeah. for their own transportation. They're not paying for Hotels. their own food. Yeah. How much does that factor in when you have like this relationship between player and caddy? And the caddy's like, yo, we go play over there. I'm going to get taken care of. Hey, they'd be saying, Dubsy, what do you want to do? I'd be saying, Craig David's on it Wednesday night at Centurion Golf Club. We're absolutely going. <laughs> I mean, the caddy's going to be pushing them. 10% of $25 million, $4 million. It's a lot more then maybe you're not working the weekends out here. You're not getting paid squat. What, a thousand bucks for you're traveling per diem? No thanks. And for these golfers, I mean, it's a tiring lifestyle for the golfers and the caddies. A lot of the struggling ones are out there playing 30 plus events throughout the year. You know, some weeks they go a couple of months in bad form. Maybe they're only picking up, you know, one or two paychecks. It's not as glamorous 
as a lot of people think. For the top 20, of course, for your Roy McElroy's, your JTs, it's great for them to say we're very happy where we are because these guys have made a stack and they've got stacks and endorsement deals. But for the other guys saying, hey, I'm trying to make a bread, I'm trying to make a living here, ladies and gentlemen, they're going to have to start entertaining it, especially when they see there's not a lot of ramifications you know, they can still play in some of these major events. And now, I mean, it was really risky for, for a guy like Dustin Johnson. He took that first leap. A lot of people saying, well, DJ's there, lefty's there. Let's go. Dubsy, last one for me. I don't know if you've heard, I mean, because you're so into the, the, the leg day and the plus money peaches and what you're doing <laughs> on Saturday Yo! night, you know, Yo! but there's a basketball game tonight. I heard okay? that. Yeah, just, that. just uh, maybe, you know, this little something going yeah. on, this Bostonian versus the book thing, this Celtics team, they're yeah, playing yeah. at home, they're minus it. three. It's not a plus money peach, but who's winning this basketball game tonight? <sighs> Look, I think you boys touched on him earlier. Clay Thompson has to stand up. I'm entertaining the over 18 and a half, but look, in Boston – my man, Matty P, it's, it's his team. i, I got to say, ride with him. And what a special time. When your team is in the finals, there's nothing better. It gives it so much more weight, so much more fun. I haven't got a dog in this fight. I'm going to say Boston tonight, but I do think Golden State, the experience, it's going to be a problem late down the stretch. And what about that Draymond Green? Geez, I'd love to take him aside and give him a couple of wise words in the <laughs> locker room. What a mouthpiece. What a mouthpiece. He is. He, he'd fit in right in with some of these live Saudi boys, the rebels, if you will. The likes of Patty Reed, Phil Mickelson, Kevin Nas, Bryson DeChambeau. Have a look. There's a common thing there. All these guys feel like they've been hard done by. It's a tough, tough lifestyle being a professional golfer, boys. Yeah, that's where I want to end it. Bryson DeChambeau's announcement that he is going to go to the live tour. He says it's all about the ability to be on the ground floor of something innovative. Who's going to be, or will we hear somebody just stop the baloney and say, I'm getting paid a lot of money. That's why I'm playing. Yeah. I I think, I think Taylor Gooch is a guy that comes to mind, you know, a recent winner, a young guy sneaking under the radar. He's one of like the, you know, the best players on the PGA tour. I think the last 12 months, he's just going there to collect that bag. 30 years of age. He's saying, Hey, let these other guys make the fuss. I'm all about business. Kevin Nye in the press conference saying, uh, I, I, th- this is uncomfortable. Guess what, Kevin? It's going to be like that moving forward. There's a bit of tension in the room, if you haven't noticed, mate, a bit of hostility. We now got two potential heads-up leagues going mano y mano, the best golfers in the world. There is a line in the sand. Which side are you on? You know which side Dubsy's on? Whoever's going to fill my pockets, boys. I'm an absolute <laughs> sellout. I'm a coward, boys. That's why I'm too. always riding all, the overs. I, That's I have, why I'm I always have, on the overs. Hell yeah. I've said that for years. <laughs> I have a for sale sign around my neck that I'll always have, I'll always have been. Oh, that, that's God. absolutely the case. We're broadcasters. Yeah. Absolutely. Is Kevin now the most hated man on the PGA Tour? Uh, he'd be up there. I mean, guys like <laughs> Bubba Watson, Patty Reed would come to mind. But, okay. you know, I, I respect these guys and what they're all about. It's tenacity. They're competitors. And look, you're out there playing professional sports. You don't have to be liked, but you know, I'm going to give them a ribbon. I'm absolutely going to give them a hard time because that is what we enjoy doing, boys. It's easy sitting from the studio, isn't it? They're out there trying to get the ball in the hole.
The PGA Tour Live Invitational. Wowzers, wowzers, plus money peaches. <laughs> They're right today, boys. He is Dubsy, host of Props Golf. You guys get on the YouTube channel. You guys can go watch his video, audio podcast, wherever you get your audio podcasts. Every Tuesday, it drops for the pre-flop, and then Saturday morning for the cut, Friday night, Saturday morning for the cut show. Dubsy, you're awesome. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk on Wednesday, all right? Have a Wednesday, boys. Let's go. It's Dubsy, Mr. Dubsy on Twitter, host of Props Golf here on the Bostonian <laughs> versus the book. <laughs> Pre-workout's a wonderful thing, huh? <laughs> Man. <laughs> that boy just wakes up, he gets going. You tell him, yeah, we're coming on the show. Bang. I just can't imagine if anyone else is even in that room or in that house. Like, <laughs> it's like, what is he doing in there? Yeah, he just doing right? another hit. Yeah. <laughs> Going through another one. Look out, look out. <laughs> Zach the Hat says, so I got to wait another week for another Dubsy Wednesday. <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, Dubsy Kevin Wednesday. That's that. all we could do. I mean, I don't know if people are ready for like, what do we do, Dubsy Wednesday and Friday? Like, I don't know. What do you it's, do? It's so fun. I Go love listen him. listen to the show. It's just, when, when, when I met him, there was literally nobody else. When, when we're talking about starting Props Golf, like who would be the host? What There wasn't even like a question. Like I, I wasn't even like... <laughs> Yes, Dubsy. <laughs> like that's if we do a props golf podcast for props, Dubsy's the host of the podcast. Period. Go look so. at the video. It's on it's on the site at, mm. at props.com when we talked to him at the Super Bowl. Yep. I mean, right. you didn't even know him. I had no done idea. some I had done some work with him and it was like, yeah, come here, you know, let's let's do an interview. And we started and it was just like look people out. were looking around at us. That's <laughs> when it first started when we, you know, we just pulled him aside and yeah, so that that's a fun. That was the original uh, Dubs Wednesday was the Super Bowl week. Yeah, Pierre said he's gonna he's gonna go do calf raises now, so he needs to go, go get. He get should. Like that, a boy, Pierre. <laughs> go Happy birthday, work. by the way. The boys are putting this stuff in the chat. Yesterday was Comrade's birthday. Cool. Today is Mikey Awesome's birthday. Do you know where Mikey Awesome is? I think he's in a Caribbean or Correct. something. Correct. He's on a Carnival cruise line called the Magic. Oh, that's a nice so, one. Sent me a picture of the Carnival Cruise that they did that he's on. So I sent him the picture. If you haven't seen the uh, band photo of Farah, Sherapan, and Peralt yet on Twitter, go at Sports Talk Matt. It's there. So I sent it to him and I said, do your magic. So he's going to have some fun with our shots. (laughs) You're bothering this guy on vacation? Yeah, he bothers, he's not bothering me. He writes me. I write back. He's he's got Wi-Fi on the on the cruise, so it's it's it's, it's all good. So he's got a picture of him wearing a hat on the cruise. Maybe. Yeah, so people down goes. in the Caribbean be like, uh, "What's up, BVB?" <laughs> Let me so, tell you here. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, so we have a band photo that's out of, of the show that we took our first ever pub shot that came out today. So you go check nice. that out. Uh, the brigade on the Discord channel had a lot of fun with it too. So it's if you guys oh, haven't gone in there, I would highly recommend it. It's it's oh. growing. It's only been up for four days, but it's super fun to see. It's betprep.com slash chat, betprep.com slash chat to get the invitation to join our Discord channel. Try to get in there tonight. BVB Brigade chat room that's rolling throughout the show. I will be in there throughout game three tonight. So I will be doing live betting and firing on stuff. And so we'll watch that together tonight here for that. I will be up by 10. Will you still be in there? If Golden stays up by 10. As long yeah. as it's, I bet the third, third quarter. quarter. As long as I bet the third quarter, that's fine. Yeah, we're all we're, does, we're all good. I wanted to ask you this: Does yeah. Golden State, if they're leading at halftime, yep, with what they've done in the third quarter, mm-hmm. is it a wrap? No. Okay. I expect a very different third quarter tonight. Better for Boston, much better for Boston. 
Okay. Much, much better. They've been great in the third quarter, but the Warriors have been lethal in the fourth quarter this year. In the playoffs, they've been very good in the third quarter. I think tonight could be terrible in the fourth quarter in game one. Correct. But I think for this could be a fourth quarter game for the game one fourth quarter. I cannot Mm -hmm. believe those numbers. I just can't. I look at, I'm going to say this. It wouldn't shock me if a very similar thing happens in game three that happened in game two, just in reverse. That the Warriors just white flag it. Wow. Mm -hmm. Just go. Okay. Like we, like this is yours. This is what these teams are doing now when it's about conservation. It's about picking your spots. So this has been the MO. I read, I went through the whole schedule for Boston. They win games by double digits after they lose. Right. So it wouldn't stun me is if the Warriors say they're up by two at the break, they come out at in the third quarter, they lead by three, two after three. And then Boston just goes in at a quick fourth quarter spurt. And they're just like, yeah, okay, go ahead. And Boston wins the game by 15. Wow. Double digit win. It's just on. I mean, look, when we get to this point where everyone's talking about the same numbers and the same trends and everyone's betting the same numbers and the same trends, yep. this is where the Buffaloes go off the cliff. Okay. This is where the books make all their money because everyone's going to ride the same thing. And all of a sudden it's like, uh oh, bang, there's no more more ground. It's just air and you fall off the cliff. So I am beginning to feel like that because all of these numbers are pointing towards one spot and everyone's quoting all these numbers. Yeah. That like it, I get uncomfortable. I'm not going to debate this. I don't feel as confident about this win for Boston as I did in game seven against Miami or in game five against Miami. Right. I feel more confident and comfortable saying, you know, Boston wins, Boston covers, but there could be a time in this game where I'm like, yeah, this was a trap. Everybody on board with it's a split. Yeah. Oh, if Boston loses game three, I'll be heavy on Boston in game four. Yeah. Boston hasn't lost back-to-back games though in the postseason. It just Idoka does an incredible job. I, I, I think his ability to make corrections. The the number one stat is this: if Boston can keep their turnovers to single digits, Boston wins. That's it. Okay, single digits. They can't have ten plus turnovers tonight and win. They have nine. They nine or less. They win. That's the key. They got to make shots too. Don't forget. I think they will make shots. I mean, they had open looks in game three. They just didn't hit them or game two, rather game two. didn't hit them yeah. game one. They hit them. So, right. and their MO is on off, make, on, off, miss, on, off. Make, miss, make, so we'll know early. I mean, we'll, we'll know early <laughs> if it's going to be one of those nights, Boston start hitting threes early crowds going to be electric. I think Boston in the first quarter is a decent bet tonight. Come out, come out hot. I think that can have the reverse effect too, though, right? Like all that emotion and all that thing, like all Golden State's got to do is show up. Like they're, they just got to play their road game, you know? And if Boston starts pressing or plays with a little too much emotion, they could get down. The natural thing is to think, yes, Boston in the first quarter. I mean, it's, what is it? Minus one, minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, they just have to be leading after the first quarter. Okay. It makes a lot of sense, but. Warriors, wait. It's gonna be Warriors great. on the road this year are 20, 26, and 2 ATS. 
regular season and postseason combined? Combined. Mm-hmm. Got to throw some of those games out there, right? Like, because we didn't have, we didn't have, you know, Clay half the year, and we didn't have against uh, Dallas last road game against Dallas. They were catching one and a half. They lost by ten. They won the previous game against Memphis. The last road game against Memphis, laying four and a half. They lost by thirty nine. Boy, did they mail that one in? You weren't um, about mailing it in. Yep. Against I guess Memphis, they could. You know, Memphis on the on, in game two against Memphis, laying one and a half, lost by five. On the road against Denver, laying four and a half, lost by five. I mean, they've, they've lost a lot of games outright on the road this year in the yeah. season. Yeah. So it's just something to keep in mind. They had they've not been great on the road. They've been better in the playoffs, but they've not been great on the road overall this year in comparison. Right. All right. Talk some baseball. Uh, the yep. Angels yesterday fired Joe Madden. I thought, you know, I bet the Red Sox before the game, before they fired Joe Madden, they fired Joe Madden. And I went, uh-oh, this could be you bet the team that fires. And it looked like for most of the game, the angels might actually win. And then they yep. blew the game in extras. Red Sox win six, five, 13 consecutive losses for the angels, <sighs> six straight wins for the Red Sox. What do you make of this team? Angels dead. They done. Is trout hurt? Well, that's the next question. We'll get to that in a second. This could go bad. I mean, it's already going bad. You know, they fire Madden. They lose a game again when they look like they're supposed to win it. I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's 13 in a row. It's half of a month. (laughs) It's a long time where you can't get a win. And now they get Evaldi against him today. I mean, yikes. How much higher can you make the line? I mean, ain't nobody betting. This is one of those ones where you just go to work and you're like, man. I got to go find a number where somebody's going to take the angels today. Like, yeah, I, I would, I mean, do, I would do it. SoCal DJ and did in the BVB um, in, in, in our uh, discord chat last night. Uh, and he was right to do it. Red Sox went down five to or uh, four to three in the fourth inning. And Boston popped up to plus plus one thirty in the money line. And he jumped in on Boston plus plus one thirty. There you go. And he got a cash you know, he, he's like, wait, almost half the game left. Whitlock's pitching pretty well. And Boston's offense can go up against that bullpen for the Angels. It's exactly what happened. <laughs> Boston went win 6-5 in extra innings. He casted a plus 130 ticket last night. So That's what I mean. But the, the in-game stuff is so volatile. It's, it's all over the place. And you find a lot of, uh, you know, to use Dubsy's term, plus money peaches. I mean, there's a lot of plus money out there. I don't know if you want to play this before the game. No, I would agree. I would wait. I mean, I, I'm I'm going to wait. The I mean, problem I, I, is if they get a lead and don't relinquish it, you miss it. that. Yeah, that's fine though. I mean, I as a, as a Sox fan, I'm cool with that. But I think this is part of the fun about you know having the Discord channel and having people in the Discord channel is they get to see what other people are eyeballing and other markets that they're playing into. Right. And I bet Boston preflop. He bet Boston in game. He got way better of a price than I got. And it's just sort of it's just fun when you're seeing that in game and seeing how people are looking at it in their you know throwing up different odds and in, in different books that have different opportunities to jump in on stuff. So yeah. that was a good call at, at a SoCal DJ last night uh, with the Red Sox. And I, I think you may have a very similar chance again tonight. If the Red Sox go down one, nothing two nothing, whatever chance to jump on Boston, because I do think Boston's live, you know, throughout the entire game to win this game tonight, just given this team's oh, it's baseball. Inab- Every well, team's all, well, it's their inability to get out of their own way. 
The Angels just can't get out of their own way right now. And that takes us to Mike Trout leaving the game last night with groin tightness. Running down the first baseline, Trout's injured again. I mean, you've got, he's not going to play today. So you've got your big bat out. Atani will hit and be a part of the part of this, but I don't know what you do here. This Red Sox lineup top to bottom right now has had an incredible West Coast swing. And they've won six games in a row. They're now in the wild card spot, the third wild card spot. And this is what the offense for Boston, what they thought was going to look like all year, top to bottom. They're very tough to get out. I mean, are we, we shutting talked tra- about We talked about the uh, AL MVP award last week mm-hmm. and, you know, mentioned that Vladdy uh, might be lo- alive. Well, Trout's odds moved up. Just on this news, I mean, he's seven to one. He was it was four to one. Judge is down to plus one seventy. Wow. Otani plus three ninety. Trout seven to one. Vladimir Guerrero sixteen to one. And Jose Ramirez is just still chugging along right there at twelve. I mean, that guy just produces. Um, the last thing you need is your superstar getting hurt. <laughs> When you've lost 13 games in a row. (laughs) The last thing you want is this. Like you, this is the worst (sighs) thing to have happen. It's only a tweak. It's, 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 you know, it's nothing serious, but it's just one of those things where it could be lingering and could be problematic. And, you know, he called the trainers. Like when a player calls the trainers out, you know, he feels something wrong. Like something's not right. And Trout rounded first on a double, got to second, called timeout, called for the trainer, said, yeah, come on out. And he tweaked his groin. So and that's that's just that's those things don't just go away. Mm-mm. And now you have to. He's coming off the worst slump of his career, you know, worst hitless streak or whatever. And he gets hurt legging out a double. You're just like this. This can't be. This could go bad fast. This could go really bad. Rest of the season. I mean, everyone's saying that it's not Joe Madden's fault that. The team stinks, and so he shouldn't have been fired. But, I mean, you brought him in because you thought he was going to work his magic like he did in Chicago, in Tampa. And, I mean, it just goes to show you that no matter how great of a baseball mind you are, you still need to have players. You still need a team. You can't just have a couple of superstars. Without a doubt. Until the Angels figure that out. <laughs> that you can have a Tani, you can have Trout, you know, you can have Rendon, you can have these big ticket, big money, big market guys but you need a team <laughs> top to bottom team. That's good. You, you need that for life. Like you need that, you know, for, for, you know, organizations, not just sports teams. You need, you need a team. You need, you know, we need Dubsy on Wednesday. Right. We're not going to ask Dubsy to do anything else, but you know, <laughs> we don't need that right now, but we might, but yeah, no, I mean, it's not the manager's fault. It's it, it's, if you're continually making the same mistakes and you're putting guys in the wrong positions or wrong spots to, to fail rather than to succeed, then okay. I mean, they were two and a half weeks ago. They were right, right there in the playoffs. Yep. They were I, one of the best teams in the American league. People were talking about them challenging the Astros to actually win a division and to make noise in the playoffs. If you can set up a rotation with Otani at the top, talking about it being 500 now. <laughs> I mean, I think they take 500 right now with the way they're going. I mean, my gosh, they're, they're two games or three games under 500 right now. 
Just need to get a get a W. You need to get a, just get a win. <laughs> just stop the bleeding at the moment for this team. Do you think they'll finish five hundred right no. now? No. Season wins under. That's it. Yeah. Wow. I think they'll win. I think eighty wins is probably their max. Man, oh man, it changes fast. Life comes at you fast, bro. Oh my gosh. So here's a question. Yes. Will the Royals score today? The Royals have played Toronto back to back games. They've lost eight nothing, uh-huh. seven nothing. Uh huh. They play again today. They do, and they get Kikuchi. Do the do the Royals score a run today? Bad guys are on the bad guys are on the Royals today because a singer, the number came down. They don't know shit either. Are you nuts? <laughs> Are they going to score? That's a good prop. Um, <laughs> Are they going to score a run today? Uh, again, did they hit lefties at all? They didn't hit anything at all. I mean, they just don't hit. <laughs> like, forget right, don't left, hit. don't hit. They don't hit anybody. No, I don't think so. I mean, I mean they may Three score. straight shutouts? You think the Royals oh, get shut no. out again? <laughs> I, I, I would bet that they would score. Okay. Yes, I would bet that I would bet that, yes. Yes. It's shut out three days in a row. You talk Whoa. about things going bad in Anaheim. Oof. Hello, Kansas City. You now got the worst record in the league. At, what is that? 15 of the last 18 games they've lost. Shut out back-to-back days at home. And now you get Kikuchi. Oh, boy. You better score a run. This game's part of better to book it, so I'll hold on to it till the end. But I have a play in this game. so I know it ain't on the Royals. <laughs> <laughs> not on the Royals. I don't know whether you're playing the money line or the run Correct. line, but I can. That's what uh, would be. Minus eight thousand that you're playing the Blue Jays. Pretty like, much, yes, even more than that. And again, it's just one of those like when you go to work in a book, you're like, oh, another day, another day. We need the Royals. Like, oh, we got a lunch <laughs> special today. <laughs> Here we go. You ruined my day early. I'm gonna just need the Blue Jays or need the Royals for you know start off the day. We got Pirates and and. Detroit, at least there's not that much handle on that game. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got the Bucco stuff on today. I was thinking that the Buccos would win today with Keller. And of course, it's a it's a dead under game. We're gonna get Blue Jays it's ruined my lunch in the book. Oh, we're stuck <laughs> another twenty-six thousand. There's a bunch of parlays rolling into it. Great. Two ten Eastern time. The game starts now, I believe, right? Uh, the well, actually, uh, coming up in five minutes. All right, so let's let's actually get it right now because we, we can cut it out of better to book it. We can do it before the game starts if you oh, want it. Yeah. Uh, I bet run line Toronto plus one hundred five last night. Oh, you got plus money. Good. Yep. Last night. Yeah, I, I I tell you this all the time when you come up with these bets that I had to book for years because that was my job. I don't have to book this now. I'm not booking this now. I think we're riding Toronto uh, to close it out the series. Do they play again tomorrow? Let me take a look. No, it can't. It's gonna be a getaway day, right? It's eleven o'clock. It's a two two o'clock Eastern time, one o'clock start. Third. Uh, oh, just what the doctor ordered for the Royals. They got Baltimore coming in tomorrow. Baltimore's for, hot there. That's okay. not good. I know, but at least it ain't the Blue Jays. Okay. <laughs> they ain't got to worry about putting a coat on and doing all the stuff, you know, that the right. Blue Jays are doing. Like, get out of town. No, absolutely. We're betting this. I'm not, I don't, I don't want anything to do with the, the Royals right now. No, thank you. They're bad, bad, bad. Royals are uh, 20 and 34 against the run line this year. That is the worst in Major League Baseball. So yes. they lose, they lose big. Toronto's okay. They're 25 and 30, but. They've been climbing 
against teams like this where the last two games, eight, nothing, seven, nothing. So give me a four, two win. And I'm good for Toronto here today with plus one Oh five. All right. The Mets are catching one and a half runs to the Padres minus one ninety four on this. This is a weird number. Is it not? What do you mean? I mean, minus $2. I know the Mets are the best team in baseball against the run line. They're 35 and 23 against the run line. San Diego's not bad either. 31 and 25 Mets lost yesterday to San Diego. And now I don't know. It, it they just, got it, shut out. Speaking of shutouts, they lost yeah. seven, nothing. The total was seven and a half. We had to sweat that thing late. So they bounce back. I think they bounce back and win the game here today, but the Mets do. I think so. Yeah. Oh, I like the Mets to win today. Okay. But at plus 105, I mean, I hate that I had to lay $2 on it, but that seems to be a, a decent number. I get, I, get, I get the Mets to lose by one? With a total of seven, which is that through a quick scan here of the board, that is the lowest total in Major League Baseball today. Right. Seven. So how do you feel about taking Taking a run and a half and laying yeah. an exorbitant amount of juice. I don't feel mm-hmm. good about it. I don't okay. like laying that juice. But I just take plus 116 on the money line? You could do that. It's Bassett um, versus Manea. I think the game goes over. First blush. And again, I got to do the baseball work after the Fandle, show. But Fandle is juiced to the over by 114. Yeah. Over seven. Seven. Circus got seven under 15. Right now, everyone else is painted seven. Um, and by the way, we talked about odds and stuff on the show. I rewatched the show yesterday. Don't believe those odds you see on ESPN.com. That's that's a snapshot of like the morning or something. Like those aren't the current odds. When well, they yeah, but I mean, it's, it's not the current odds, but it's an odds that was up at some point in time. It's a move. I don't know if it was ever up. I'm telling you, I see those numbers sometimes. I'm wondering what the hell those are. But well, I, I, those. if I'm Caesars, I would hope that my I would want my numbers to be They're as not. accurate as possible. ESPN's the number one website for sports in the world. They're not accurate. Yeah. That's the thing. They're not accurate. Okay. Just like those bet percentages, they're not accurate either. That's that's different though. It's all the same. No, it's not. You're getting it from a no. feed. One is made up math. The the other is actually a number that was there at some point in time. Got to pull from somewhere. All right. Um, There goes the steam right now on the Blue Jays. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. But somebody went to the South Point and played the Royals. It's down to 127. All right. So you have opposing factions. Um, That's walking into one. Virus saw it. Jeez. uh, It's a one-run game or the Mets win. I I, I like the way you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. that might be one for, for later. Um, you know, that's a late night for back East, but that's perfect time for us. We'll maybe keep an eye on that one and get in the discord chat and, uh, and look at that. You may be able to take a run and a half and not have to lay as much juice. In you know game? I mean? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. I like it. I, I, I just, I mean, I think that's have a good shot of winning the game today, but yeah, I, I would go with, um, I would go with the money line if you want to lay the juice. I think it's a pretty good, decent size bet. Uh, okay, one more. Giants, Rockies. How would you feel about first five over four and a half at minus 118 for the Giants and the Rockies today? I like what Farrah did there. I see the graphic and it says Matt likes it. I wrote that. That's me. Well, I right. talked about, about me, the third person. 
my Matt likes it. <laughs> you went third person on the on the graphic. Am I, am I gonna write I like it on the graphic? It seems a little strange. <laughs> Who the hell is I? <laughs> seems a little seems a little self absorbed, but you know what, yes. dude. It's it's, cool. it's Matt. It's Matt likes it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Matt likes it. I like it. Which okay. Matt? Mike, Mike, Mike Vera. Uh, who who else? I don't, I don't know. We got enough mats on the show here. Seriously, right? Which Matt? Um. So let's see. Do we like it? Zenzatella's pitching. Yeah, Zenzatella is like to use an industry term in the gambling world. Is a gas can? Correct. So, but Alex Wood, here's the crazy stat. Alex Wood at home this year is one in two with a 6.11. Hasn't pitched well. He's been bad at home. Now, Zenzatella on the road has been absolute trash. <laughs> I mean, he's been, his ERA is 10 on the road. Nice. 0 and 2. 10.38 ERAs on the road. Uh, on the road. Is that like 20 something innings or is that significant? Uh, two, uh, 8.2 innings, 17 hits, 10 earned runs given up. Oh, they left him in for the beating. They said, you're staying out there. Our bullpen's gassed. I'm coach. I can't get anybody out. Yeah, that's all right. You stay in there. Been there, done that, seen that. Um, Bad against the National League. Why in the hell is the under juiced right now? It's nine under minus one twenty. Because they maybe think it's gonna be a blowout. Boy, they must be setting them up. That's coming back. Seven one win or something like that. That's gotta be an over. No, Woods hasn't been good either. You just said he's not. Not at home. He's been okay on the year. Four point six six ERA, but at home he's been bad. You're over six. Five. Let's see what the first fives are. Four and a half. Four and a half. Over minus a quarter. I got it. Was one eighteen this and morning. Circus said the hell with this. We're going to five. Oh wow. Okay. Circus <laughs> jacked it to five. I mean, I think Circus. I think the over is the bet. I think I think going over five and a half is to over for four and a yeah. half. No chance of betting under. Yeah. yeah. So Matt likes it. You remember that commercial? Mikey likes it. I said Mikey. that a second ago. Yes. <laughs> I guess Dave likes it too. Dave likes it too. So this one's for you. Texas OU tonight. Holy crap. You can, I know nothing. You handicap it. Longhorns have any shot here against OU. This is the Red River rivalry for it all here. Best of three college world series, Oklahoma city, women's college world series and softball. I can't believe that number. So high. What is it? 700 minus 700. What's all you favored? Let's see. Right now it is minus 500 plus 375. The total is nine. (laughs) I mean, you can bet the series. The series price is minus seven. Jeez. And plus 475. What's what's the odds that Texas even gets a game? I think they can get a game. They can get that. This is the problem. Like UCLA was able to get one game. They got the pitching performance they needed. They scored seven runs and somehow they got Jocelyn Alo out uh, twice on changeups. Fooled her once. It was, you know, can't throw it again. And they did. Well, so she didn't hit a ball over the fence, kept them in the game. And they won. You got to do it twice. Mm-hmm. I'll be interested to see if Texas can get it tonight what the series price will come down to. 
and then you play Oklahoma to win the next two games. Do you have a Texas ticket? Out of the realm of, what's that? Do you have a Texas ticket? Uh, no, I had oh. everyone else. <laughs> I had everyone else. All my CLV Damn. going out the window. Had UCLA, had Oklahoma State. Like I said I had Arizona State, Florida State. This is somewhat surprising that Texas is in this in, in this position, right? They were as high as 50 or 60 to 1 um, just a month or two ago. And I didn't think they were going to win the regional. So, like, I was like, yeah, we'll pass it off. And, like, Kylie was like, um, you know, Texas is pretty good. They're, they're actually um, – they're hitting. And I said, ah, we'll see, you know. And then it got to the Super Regional, and they were at the bottom. And I was like, geez, they got a, they got the hardest road. I didn't think they would beat Oklahoma State twice. I really didn't. And they did. I think they can get one. I don't think they can get two. Oklahoma is going to crown this season off. How big of an upset is it if Texas wins? Big. This is this will be one of the biggest softball upsets in the last 25 years. Wow. I mean, Oklahoma has run ruled teams of their 58 games or something 40 times. <laughs> 40 times they had to invoke the mercy rule because they put put these teams out. So I don't think you get that. The interesting thing in the bet here is is the total. It's nine. I don't know. So I mean, if you run rule, it's 10 runs by the fifth. Yeah. Eight, so nothing, the, eight, nothing. Um, after four. Okay. No, that's probably it's five, eight, nothing or more. So, I mean, they've, they've had these run rules, eight, nothing, five innings. That's why it could be, is right. Texas Luke, going to right. score? That's my question. Is it, you just bet the over because they run, they run line them, run rule them, but eight, nothing is an under. Correct. I think you bet over. Okay. I think you bet over tonight. I think I, I think that's that's I mean it's minus one. God, it just moved it. They literally just moved it to minus one twenty. <laughs> they just moved the over to nine minus one. I was just staring at it to hit it one ten. It's one twenty. Are these people listening to the show? Dude, oh, they're, li- they're listening to you, man. It's not a joke. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's too coincidental. It happens too much. Happens too often. I'll give you that. It does happen a lot. I'm aggravated right now. I was, I was like, I just looked. I'm like, I was minus one ten. I got it. This is when you go to place the bet, and the juice changes on you. Like when you got an in game and you got to back out, put it back in. Because I may know about the juice because I was in the business so long. Of course. So like, it's a dollar. If you're going to bet eleven dollars to win ten, now I got to bet twelve dollars to win ten because I can't bet eleven and get paid nine forty two. Or whatever it bothers it you. It does because people used to do it in a book all the time, yeah. and I had to pick, break the change and all this other stuff. And you know, no, I like to keep it even. They just did it. They just moved it to overs the play over. Okay. Uh, time for the props.com story of the day. This is interesting. Okay, so our guy Spencer, Spencer Limbach. By the way, if you guys haven't haven't followed him, go follow him on Twitter for sure because he's a, he's a phenomenal guy to follow. He's a lot of fun managing editor for us here on props.com. Uh, this is a risk-free bet game three tonight from BetMGM. So BetMGM is offering first basket insurance tonight up to 25 bucks on game three. Okay. It's real straight, straightforward. Place a first, first basket betting pick for game three. If you win, you win the money. If you lose, get up to 25 bucks in risk-free. Pretty easy to do it. 
on BetMGM. You get a uh, you can sign up for it. You can sign so it's up a for free twenty five bucks. Pretty much, yes. You can do that if you would like. But for Jason Tatum, so the odds are plus four hundred. Sorry, plus five fifty that Jason Tatum scores the first basket up to twenty five bucks. Have you seen this first basket market? It's 400 Jalen Brown, 450 Steph Curry, plus 500 for, for uh, Tatum, six to one for Thompson, 750 for Wiggins, 750 for Robert, Will- Robert Williams. Al Horford is 11 to one. <laughs> it's a free That's- roll. It's a risk-free bet. He says bet Jason Tatum to score the first bucket tonight. Spencer's pick at plus 550. Throw 25 bucks down on it. Five to one return, five and a half one return. It's not bad. Have you seen on on Fandle they do this method of first basket? Have you seen? Yes, this? that's insanity. <laughs> it's insanity, absolute insanity. Because because three point shot is probably a good bet from Jason Tatum. Anybody who 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 makes the first bucket three pointer, you can do that. But like Jason Tatum, three point field goals twenty four to one. There you go. Al Horford dunk is a hundred to one. <laughs> Good for the end. Good. Al Horford free throws 130 to one. Wow. Like you start looking. What's Wiggins three-pointer first? Wiggins yeah. three-pointer is 31 to one. Wow. You know, you can bet these things for two dollars. Yeah, this is for fun. Just chuck up. You know, start spraying the board and getting crazy. And like, I mean, in the book for for years for March Madness, this first to fifteen bet starts to five, to, first to ten, first fifteen. They got yep. it down. They got yep. it broken down now even shorter. Yep. Like you could, you could. These are micro markets. That's an industry mm-hmm. term too. That's what people are doing now. And it's like, wait a second, you can bet this stuff. It's it's nuts, but I mean, talked about some impropriety. What if somebody knew, like, hey, this guy's going to take the first shot? You can unload on Wiggins, any other hundred to make one the shot first. I mean, tough to you want to play. You got to make the shot. Well, we're going to feed him the ball. He's going to take the first shot. He's got to make it. You I would him. say Tatum shooting the taking the first shot for Boston is a pretty good, very bet. likely, yeah, <laughs> to get him going. Very likely. First play, call him, him jacking a three, very possible. I think Tatum to make what a three. What if they lose the tip? Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a flyer. This is I know. This is the definition. Of, but, like this is saying, it's up to 25 bucks for free bet, so it's a free roll. So you get a five-to-one return possibility, or you're getting your money back. Right. From bet MGM. So it's not a bad idea. You can go to props.com and click on this story. It has a, a link that can take you right to it if you guys need to go get an account for BetMGM. But that's a decent, I think it's a good ID. I mean, I like it. It's a free roll. It's a free 25 bucks. You can bet, you know, you don't have to bet Tatum. You don't want to bet Tatum, but you can. Or you can bet like Marcus Smart, 12 to 1. Draymond Green, 16 to 1. Right. For 25 bucks, knowing that you're not going to lose any money. It's not bad. I had to switch ads for, for the green, for the Celtics. Thinking about the green and the BVB. There we go. Betprep.com prop bet of the day is in this game. We're going to go to Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole, who I have been on and bet a lot. Over two and a half assists for Jordan. <coughs> excuse me. For Jordan Poole. Okay. Plus money on this. Plus 106 at FanDuel. Mm. 
Jordan Poole has recorded three or more assists in 14 of 18 games in the postseason, averaging 4.3 per. 10 of the last 11 games on the road, he's gone over this number. Five average for assists. 18 of the last 20 after his team has covered 5.3. Poole had two assists in game one, three in game two. In both, he averaged a potential, according to the bet prep computer, of 6.5 assists. Jordan Poole over two and a half plus money. How do you feel about it? How does Darren feel about it? What does he want me to do? Does he want me to fade this again? Or what, does he want me to do? <laughs> what did you do yesterday? Did you like it or not like it? You liked it yesterday and it went over. It was under four and a half Ks for white and he had five. Yeah. I said so. I said it was too expensive. That, 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 that thing got out of control. I mean, I don't know who Darren was telling. People were talking about this thing all over. Who knew somebody would be talking about M. White for, for right. the Dodgers? I mean, exactly. All it was all over the place. Of course. So everybody bet it and everybody lost. Now, and no one gave any. Credit to yeah, they didn't tell anybody they got it from where it came from. It's ridiculous. Um, random pitcher that no one's ever heard of with a four and a half K. Everyone bet the under. Where'd that come from? Crazy, funny that works. Where'd that come from? Oh, okay, yeah, just randomly everyone gambling Twitter just is running behind that. Oh, interesting. I love that bet. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Interesting where you got it from, but just say okay. you got it from bed prep and got it from Darren. Like, no, their just... work, they got it from their work, Dave. They're, they got up at 6 a.m. They were slaving through white props on the market. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'll bet the no on that, but that's a different yeah. story. Right. Jordan um, Poole over two and a half assists. I like. Yeah, I think I like this too. Um, we talk about Clay having a big game. I think Jordan Poole has a big game for Golden State if they're going to win. I, I think, don't. I don't agree with that. Actually, no. I think Wiggins is going to go off tonight. Jordan Poole has to be a contributor. He has to be a contributor for them. He does. He, he's their second unit staff, basically. That's what he's. He's, he's got it. He's. I mean, he's got the matchups to do it. I right. think. So he has a shot attempts. He's got the ball in his hands. He's got the plays being called for he's him. Got to make the shots. Yeah, he's got to. He he he's got to contribute. I think he has to have a successful game. I don't know, big game, but I'll I'll lean over with this. Uh, I I think we can we can do this. This is plus money right now. Mm-hmm. Check this right. Oh, plus one hundred six. It was this morning. Player assists. Jordan Poole. Two and a half plus one hundred four right now. Okay, under minus one twenty eight. <laughs> Somebody must have bet that. Why is that so heavy already? I don't know. So, all right, time now for our schedule of the day. Brought to you by Circus Sports. Thank you for Matt Fair for reminding me about this. I would have forgotten. This being brought to you by Circus Sports, the Bostonian versus the book brought to you by Circus Sports and the Circus Survivor Pro Football Contest after a hefty $6 million payout last year. Survivor returns, new rules, just as much money on the table. Survivor will consist of 20 legs during the pro football season. Players cannot pick the same team twice to win. Entries are one dime, $1,000, max of six per player. Entries must be made by September the 10th at 2 p.m. Must be physically in Las Vegas to register with the option of hiring a proxy. You will be, could you be, the last one standing to claim at least a $1 million first place prize. Could be you this year with Circus Survivor. For full contest rules and details, log on to circusports.com. Team of the day, Arizona Cardinals. 
This is a wonky team, Dave. Oh, boy. This is the definition of wonky this when is... it comes to what this team is going to do. It's <laughs> because of the problems they got going on right now with their quarterback. Kyler I Murray mean, might want to be a part of the team. He might not want to be part of the team. He might like Cliff Kingsbury. He might not like Cliff Kingsbury. Does Cliff Kingsbury like him? Correct. Nine and a half is the number juiced heavy to the under. Minus 160 <laughs> to the under. Minus one. Just go to nine. <laughs> what? What are these people doing? We talked know. a lot about the business yesterday. I thought that was a really good discussion. Um, this is another one of the little pet peeves that I'm in. I just like at some point, just go to nine. Who wants to come up to the counter and go, boy, I think Arizona is going to go under the season win total. What's the price? Minus 160. Minus 160. Oh, you know, and that's why like circuit offers these alternative totals. I mean, you can find different things. So before we go through the schedule, okay. I'm going to say right now, I'm on the under. Okay. Game one, I think, at home against Kansas City. Loss. Agreed. At Vegas, week two. Loss. That's a hell of a game, by the way. We got Cardinal fans coming up here at the Dome. Raiders at home against the Cardinals. Cardinal fans don't travel. Oh, they do kind of. Nuke versus, I mean, Phoenix people come to Vegas all the time. They do, but they ain't coming to watch a Cardinal game. You don't think so? No. Interesting. All right. Well, I, that's a guy. I love that. You got Nuke Hopkins coming back off his injury against Devontae Adams. We got offense, offense, offense. That's it. Over, over, over a game. Wow. Give me over, give me over on Cardinals Raiders week two. What's the line on week one? I didn't look. Uh, week one line is I'm gonna say it's minus three for the rate for the Chiefs, but um, at I nailed it minus three. Yep, at, yeah, minus three on the nose, minus okay. one ten both sides. And then they come here; they're probably dogs. Hundred percent, in particular, if the Raiders win game one. By the way, Westgate has the whole season up every game for who? The NFL. Oh, wow. Lines and all of them? Yeah. They have the packet printed out yet? Yeah. Go oh, I got to go get the packet. I I'll, go pick do it that. Up. I'll bring it. I'll bring it. All right. You grab it. When you grab it, get it. I want that I packet. I forgot it yesterday. I went that down packet. to get it. That thing is gold. I, I love that. Makes my summer. I just have that. I just flip through that randomly that going. Summer. Oh, I love that packet. That's so because it gets me through the summer to get me ready for football. <laughs> I love it. I get to work. I can look at week 10. Spread and then compare Cincinnati, Cleveland. Week Fine, 10, but but it helps there. me with our circuit contests. It helps me with, with the pick with the picks contest. Cause I go and look and see what the number is. What was the number beginning? Then you go look at the number. What is now? What's the comparison? What has changed? I love that. That packet from the Westgate is I, well, I love that thing, but anyways, <laughs> uh, week three home for the Rams. Oh man. We gave the game to the Rams yesterday, right? Correct. Oh, my. They're Cardinals, 3 If they I open up 0-3, does Cliff get fired? I, no. I don't, so. I don't think so, but it's bad. At Carolina. You better win that game. They better win that game. There's That's one. a road game? Yep. At Carolina. Home for Philadelphia. It's a pause game, right? You go, hmm? 
I'll Should give win. them the game, but I mean that's that's a tough game too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Philly's early in the season and rest and they don't win this road. It's October 9th, not early in the season. It's week five. That's not early. It's the fifth week of the season. That's yeah. early. It's when do yeah. you stop saying early? After week three? Yes. Early in September. What do you hit October? It's not early anymore. I can tell you what they have that line right now. What is it? Week five. Philly hmm. at Arizona. Philly at Arizona. This will give you an indication what they think of that. They're three and a half point favorites, by the way, at the Panthers the week before. Yeah, that makes sense. That's it? Makes sense. Road game. Road favorite in the NFL. You know, the books hate to do that. Yeah, we do hate to do that. Um, was it a Sunday night game? Oh, there it is. Two and a half. Philly's favorite or Arizona? Arizona, two and a half. Yep. See, they could lose that game. All right. We'll give them a win, though. Two it's at Seattle. <laughs> that's a win. Seattle sucks. Yeah, that's a win. Home for New Orleans, Thursday night football. I'll give them a win. All right. Hard four. game, though. Yep. At Minnesota. Loss. Home for Seattle. Win. Five. At the Rams. No. Loss. San Francisco, neutral site in Mexico. That's bad for them. Monday Night Football. <sighs> Loss. Home for the Chargers. Loss. Bye week in week 13. Off the bye, home for the Patriots. <laughs> You know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say they're going to win that game. Oh, baloney. See what Mac Jones did yesterday at practice? No. Woo, baby. Mac Jones, 20, 20 for 21 with 11 of 11 on eight. Practice. Like, uh, give We're me talking about boy. practice. Talking about practice. Practice. My, boy, my boy is coming. I'm telling you, Mac Jones, MVP flyer bet. Do it. Can you believe this? Celtics are going to win the NBA championship. <laughs> Mac Jones MVP. Do it. Oh my god! Week year two, Mac Jones breakout season. <laughs> Look out! Chat, light them up. <laughs> I that, that's a loss at Denver. Are we in December? Yep, December eighteenth. Bad. It's a bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's home team from the desert. Yeah. Go to Denver on December 18th. Good luck. Uh, home for Tampa. Christmas? Yep. Christmas Day. Christmas Day, Tampa Bay at Arizona. Good seats might still be available. <laughs> we spend Christmas down in Arizona. It's a night game. Too. It's, it's the Sunday night game. Did you say Tampa Bay again? Yes. <laughs> got to stop that. Um, they ain't winning that game. No. That's, I'm stuck on six. At Atlanta. Win. At San Francisco. They split usually with them, and I gave the, the neutral site game, so they'll win that game. That's eight. Under. Nine and a half. Wow. I felt like we had to give them eight, too. <laughs> yeah, we had, to, we had to find eight. What's the ceiling for that? For their, for their season or for? No, for Arizona. We just went through the schedule. What the hell? I mean, what's They're the most they could do? The, last year was their run. That was it. They had a window. 
JJ's a year older. Off-field issues. Cliff has got problems. Newt coming back off of injury. But, I mean, early in the year, the one thing I will say, Casey, Vegas, Chargers, Carolina. They tend to play really well in September. Yeah. So if they got off to a hot start, if they got off to a three and one start, right? Yeah. I, I do think Casey's taking a step back this year. Vegas will be in week two, you know, with a new coaching staff. So they'll probably come up here and win that game, huh? Okay. Maybe. Then the Rams at home. I mean, the Rams own them, but maybe there's some, you know, thing that happens. They open up four and oh, right? They open up four and oh. The rest of the year is really difficult. And basically, like after the road trip. They open up four and Oh, I think the season win goes over. Correct. But this is what happens with them though. They always start fast and then they fall apart. So in the back half of their schedule is really hard. I mean, the back half of their schedule is Rams, uh, Niners, Chargers, Patriots, Broncos, Bucks, Falcons, Niners. That's, that's sounds like a hell of a lot of losses to me. Correct. So like, that's where you could get them. I mean, they make it off to like what they've done is get off to a hot start to go to like a five and two start. They're leading the division. Everyone's like, oh, the Rams are in trouble. What's going on with the Cardinals? And then they end the year winning two of the last eight games. And they just fall apart. So then they find up with six, seven wins. That's what's happened historically with this Cardinals team. So like the wonder is, does that continue? Do they do that again? Right. Following going back to Texas Tech Cliff Kingsbury that has happened. Hot start in September, horrible start, horrible end in December. It feels like the bottom could drop out. This team could win six or seven games. And Kyler Murray might be partly to blame. He wants, he's like bleep you. What is, we got to talk to Doug. We might have to get Doug and, and just see what the he vibe does, is. He does, not like, he does not like Kyler Murray. I know he doesn't like Rob's him. Arizona, Rob's Arizona has been all over Kyler Murray in this offseason, not happy with him at all. If you guys haven't listened to Props Arizona with Doug Franz and, and, and Sean Lockhart, Papa Bear, I highly recommend it every Thursday when their stuff drops, but they've been really anti Cardinals. And there's a lot of hype going into this season. There's a lot of people who believe that this is the window. Like you have to do it now because you have to find out whether you want to pay Murray or not. So do you make him one of the top five highest paid quarterbacks in the game? You're asking me? Well, I mean, they have to, that, that's the conversation. Would you? He is due for that type of raise. He is, Would his, you do it? Absolutely not. His pay, I mean, his play dictates that type of pay. He has been a top 10 quarterback. He has performed when healthy stat wise as a top 10 quarterback is going. Is, is D hop healthy? He should be. Yeah. I mean, having knee surgery and coming back, I mean, he should be good to go for the start of the year. I believe it is, but I mean, serious surgery. JJ Watt is trying to do his best, you know, showing he's the, come on. He ain't no factor, but, but he's trying to be a leader. He's not trying to be a factor. He's trying to be a leader. He wants to be the adult in the room trying to get everyone on board and like you know, shoot down the rumors that Kingsbury and Murray don't like each other and you know, everything else like that. Right. But I mean, this is a team with a real potent offense, but <laughs> it's not good right now off the field stuff. He wants to be paid and the team has to figure out if we pay you and you don't get better or stay healthy, we're in trouble can burn the whole franchise down, but he's the number one pick overall. I mean, he, they took him number one. So you got to pay him. 
if you can't let him walk, I don't know. You can't let you 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 can't do that. You can trade him, I guess, but you can't let him walk. I don't know. It's hard. There's no debating. It is very. It is a hard, hard. I don't want to be there. If you don't want to be there, I don't want you there. But but okay. Here's the question: Does he not want to be in Arizona, or does he not want to be with Cliff Kingsbury? You, Only he can answer that. Right. You got to find out that you, you got to find the answer to that before anything else. You got to find out whether or not the two guys can coexist because they gave Kingsbury an extension. Right. That was like, that was like the wait, what, what did you do? They extended him. And so, well, I mean, maybe they'll figure it out. They did it. They figured it out before. Like, they, you know, I mean, they made the playoffs, right? Mm. It's tough. Just think that division's tough enough, and then well, their out of conference games are brutal. So after so last week, last year after the bye, they played four. They made six games after the bye. They lost four of the six games. Yeah, beat Chicago on the road 33-22. Beat Dallas on the road twenty five twenty two, and then lost to the Rams, Lions, Colts, and Seattle. Right. Started the year. Winning one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in a row. Open yeah. seven, open seven and oh. Right. Murray was electric, threw for 400 yards against healthy. the Vikings. Yep. Against the Vikings. Hopkins was awesome. Yeah. And then, then Colt McCoy had to play a bunch of games. And it all he went to hell. Beat San Francisco on the road, though. They were not, they were 10 and two at one point. Yeah. And it was continually picking against them. Eleven like to just knew. and they ended eleven and six. Yeah, it, it finally paid off in the back end of the season. <laughs> I don't know. I I, it's, I think their bottom is way lower than their ceiling. I, I wouldn't bet over that at all. Yeah, they could easily fall apart. Yeah, I mean they went eleven and six, one game behind the Rams. And now you look at the only thing I will say is like the the NFC just is not that great. By the way, score update: Kansas City Royals lead the Toronto Blue Jays three nothing at the bottom oh, of the first. Bottom of the first, yeah, right. still hitting. Long game to go. <laughs> Time to jump in on the Blue Jays in game. Yeah, Price is it. huge. I would do it. Three nothing. After one, absolutely. Go ahead and do that for sure. So, all right, guys, Sports Grid, we appreciate you. We will be back tomorrow on the replay for Sports Grid. Follow the Pat McAfee show at 11 p.m. Pacific time. Join us for that show tomorrow for you guys on the YouTube and Twitter feed. Don't move. More to come here for the Buster Name versus the book. All right, let's go to bet it or book it. Let's go. Brought to you by Fliff. Get Fliff.com. Fliff just... Fliff just did an, a software update, so it's pretty easy. If it's legal in your state and you open the app, it'll work. It's legal there. If it doesn't, it's illegal there. So in Nevada, <laughs> I opened it up yesterday. Nope, not only can't, can't, can't use it anymore. So pretty easy. But if it is legal, get Fliff.com, download the application, make an account. They give you 25 bucks just for making the account. That's it. No question. We're off the YouTube, by the way. We are? What happened? I don't know. Oh. We crashed on YouTube. Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll put it, we'll put the whole thing up. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, all right. Boston Celtics plus, or sorry, minus three and a half. Don't be trying to take points. You're laying points. Um, 
I'm going to book this. And it's just, again, it's not personal. It's just, I feel like the whole thing, everybody talking about the same thing, all of it. I think a, Golden State wins tonight. That's a fair point. Only because the, book, think, is it because the book needs it. Yeah, I just think that this this is this is one of those moments that the young team, old team, experienced, non-experienced thing comes into play, and the road team does it. And then you hear the narrative go, "Okay, look what they did. Golden State's going to win this thing all the time." And then the adjustment comes. And the Celtics whack them on Friday, and it goes back to same. Yeah, if Boston loses tonight. I'll be back on Boston on Friday. So yeah, I mean that's. If Boston wins tonight, will you be on Golden State on Friday? Yes. Oh, for real? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. So I think that the thought process is the same. The method to get there is different. Yeah, I think they split okay. these games. I, okay. I I think we're go- I think we're going seven. So I think I think, I think we'll, we're we'll end up splitting them. Uh, two prop bets to chuck at you here. Yep. Jason Tatum over five and a half assists last night was plus 110. Jason Tatum had three assists in the last game and 13 in game one. I think he's going to be everywhere tonight. Ball in his hands, shooting, hasn't shot the ball that well, but I think Tatum's going to be, this is one more assist than he averages, but I think he's getting six assists tonight. Wow. I'll book this one too, only because I'm leaning Golden State. So Mm -hmm. I, I think. Um, I think he scores more than distributes tonight, which okay. I don't know what that leads to a win or a loss. I just, I, w- I would favor the under a little bit. Andrew Wiggins over one and a half made threes. He's wow. He's made two threes in the first two games. He attempts on two average, on the number two, two exactly two, two exactly. Yep. He's made how many two. attempts two and seven of two and six. He's taking in in the playoffs. He's averaging about six mate, six attempts from behind the arc per game. Oh, over! I'm betting this. Minus one twenty five last night on the juice on that. Over twenty one and a half points in rebounds is also a good bet for Wiggins. Tonight. Over twenty one and a half points in rebounds. What's his points prop? Sixteen and a half. Somewhere in that range. Yeah, him and Poole both between thirteen and a half and sixteen and a half is where him and Jordan Poole basically live. So he only gets to get five rebounds mm-hmm. in that situation. Mm-hmm. And he could go for 20 tonight. I, I think he has a big game tonight. I think Wiggins is going to be good tonight. Huh. Let's take a quick look at Wiggins points. Look at her points. Um, 16 and a half is shaded to the under. Mm-hmm. On Fandle minus one twenty six. What's the rebound? What's the rebound number? The rebound number is five and a half. Okay. Flat. There you go. There's minus one fifteen. Minus one. So, yeah, that's that's probably not a bad bet. Um, I like the fact that he's getting the attempts. That's that's the only thing that's that's my handicap. Is I mean, if he's shooting six or seven times, we just need him to make two. I mean, if he shoots seven and makes two, that's less than 33%. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm, I like that. Is there a situation where he doesn't shoot threes? No. Like, you know, he only shoots four tonight. I mean, I, don't think, I, haven't, I, I haven't gone back, but I was going back in the playoffs and in the postseason, he's averaging over six takes attempts. Game. I mean, they run that, they, they run that like 
you know, penetration to kick to him. Like he actually goes out. You can see it. There's times he's already sitting there, ideally, you know, in the corner, mm-hmm. hit that jumper. So I'm good with it. I like that. Finally, already underway. We already we already did Toronto. So what's the score with Toronto right now? Down three nothing after one or more? They're down. The current score right now. Refresh. Oh, we already got a run. It's three one top of the second. We're still hitting. We're plus two fifteen in game. I would plus one and a half plus money on Toronto. We can take one and a half. Wow, plus one hundred eight right now. Do that. Be on both hell? sides, people. If you're still with us, listening, I don't know if anyone oh, is. Twitter is. We might. Oh, good. Well, I checked it. Twitter's Twitter's good. All right. Favorite thing about today is what? Obviously, the basketball game tonight, Matthew. That's that's the first thing. Um, but I don't know what, what we have planned. Um, we might try to get over to the pool. Like it's hot as hell outside. So it's officially summer here in Vegas and nobody's complaining. It's not, we're not complaining, but I'll complain Friday. You will 110. I'll complain. (laughs) Yeah. I'll complain, but it's fine. I'll take it, but I'll still complain. 110, 110. Stop the gate gas yesterday. Okay. So this is my favorite thing about today, but it happened yesterday. Okay. One, it was hot as hell and you touch the dash or you touch the the, the side of the window and you're like, oh, that's the first one of those that happened. Okay. The second thing is I go to pay and the kid behind the register is wearing an Eagles hat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you an Eagles fan? Yeah, man. I'm originally from there. You know, I live out here now. Do you like sports? I, I do a show. You'd probably be interested in it. Got a BVB guy immediately on the spot. Gave him the the the, the site. Gave him the props.com site. I said, watch the show. So Philly fan, his name, it said, believe it or not, it said Matt on his name tag. <laughs> I, I didn't ask his last name, but I was like, you're going to like the show. Watch the show. I'll see you around because it's the, it's the gas station closest to my house. So he was there, and um, we got another listener, watcher, whatever. We're, it, it's really I, I'm, I'm freaked out at the moment because our, our our things are the same, and it's really wacko to me when this happens. When we have similar stories that we're telling, it freaks me out. We don't talk about it. it like freaks we don't, me there's out. There's no mention of what your favorite thing of today about today is. We don't mention it to each other at all. This is our own little editorial story, whatever. But it happened yesterday. I couldn't wait to tell you. I was like, I was going to tell you when we talked on the right, phone. I, I held this. I didn't tell you yesterday on the phone because I held it for this because it, 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 here's the story. I this I this, this, this is so dumb. This is really freaking weird. So go ahead. Yesterday, I was having issues. Our pool guy, we fired the pool guy. Yeah. Pool guy sucks. So pool guy gone. <laughs> New pool guy. So I played golf with a buddy of mine on Sunday. I was like, hey, who does your pool? And he was like, this guy, he's great. Call him. Right. Okay. Called him. Yeah, I'll come by tomorrow, Matt. Awesome. They come on by. Dave with fun in the sun pool, Las Vegas service. Dave shows up. Dave's got a guy with him. Chad and Dave both show up. Yeah. Come on in. Having a conversation, talking about the pool, blah, blah, blah. 
on the way, he said, hey, I'm, I'm coming to your house. I said, hey, I'm on the air until one o'clock. Like I'm, I'm busy until one o'clock. So we're walking back to the pool and he's like, so you said you were on the air. What do you do? And I said, oh, I do this show called The Bostonian Versus The Book. He's like, what's it about? I'm like, oh, it's about sports betting. He's like, really? He's like, I'm in Jay Cornegay's fantasy football team, fantasy football league. <laughs> like, wait, what? And Chad's like, you guys bet? I'm like, yeah. It's like, what's the show? I'm like, we go on this literally a 10 minute conversation about the show. What are we doing? How are we in Vegas? What they do? FanDuel and DraftKings coming to Vegas, how they bet, where they bet, who they play with. He's making jokes about Cornegay sucking at fancy football. Like it was, it was, it was just, it was an absolute awesome experience. <laughs> they came here. They didn't charge me. I'm like, I got to tip you guys. Like, come on. They're like, no, 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 nothing. Like we're, we're, they're coming back tomorrow to finish the job. But I wanted to give a shout out to fun in the sun pools. <laughs> Dave here in Vegas, Dave and Chad, new BVB brigaders. It's fantastic. they have the podcast. They're not listening. They're all gambling. Chad plays every day, plays a four team money line parlay. He said every day. Oh boy. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, it's just what I do every day. It's like, I just play a four teamer every day. Money line parlay every day. Does he it's go like, into the book and do it? Or does he do it on an app? I didn't ask him, but he just said him he, tomorrow. He said, that's his thing. He said, I, I, he goes, just on the, I goes, I, every day I just say, that's what I do. I, I do a four teamer. So funny. They four te- get in that routine. They don't even think they just do the same thing, same thing, same thing. That's just like, all these yeah. shows. We look at this, look <laughs> at this prop, look at this. Give me the 14 money line parlay. I'll see you later. That's it. That's all he does. You know, easy, quick. And, you know, I was like, I didn't ask him how much he hits or whatever. He was like, oh, I don't, he's like, I don't look at that. He's like, it's just, it's just what I do every day. Just get up and go done, 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 done. And fire it off. That's so. beautiful. Chad and Dave, fun in the sun pools here in Vegas. That was Shut awesome. Up. Pool looks great, by the way. It's looks it's crystal clear already. Oh, as green good. as green can be. And this morning I got up and I was like, damn, it looks good. Nice. <laughs> so they're coming back to finish the job tomorrow. So I want to give that to, shout out to those guys. Beautiful. So, very cool stuff. <laughs> Sorry, folks, do me a favor. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube Please. channel. Follow us on Twitter at Boston versus the book to do that too. We're back tomorrow. He's Dave. I'm Matt. Celtics. Go (laughs) seize. Recap it tomorrow on the Bostonian versus the book.